So it's up to you as you, you owe it to yourself to do the things that you love. We waste time on complaining when we can make time on doing what we love. Out of your 24 hours, if you can't find an hour to do something for you, sis, we have a problem. Hey y'all, this is Crystal Webb and welcome to my podcast. Growth is not easy and it takes a lot of hard work and difficult conversations. And through this journey, you can feel alone. If that's you, then this is the show for you. We talk about all the good and the hard that comes with growth, holding each other accountable to our personal goals. We are a community on this journey to becoming who we are truly meant to be. This isn't perfect, but this will be a beautiful journey. This is the Growth Becomes Her podcast. Hey guys, my beautiful community, um, which I've had a have abandoned this whole time. Um, as you already know, my name is Crystal, and welcome to the Growth Becomes Her podcast. It has been since September, since the last time I have recorded anything, and I could come up with a million different excuses. I could say, life's been life and I've been busy, which yeah, um, I can say I've had a very, very, very bad um, writer's block. Yeah, but at the same time, the only thing I can say is the only excuse I have is that I simply have not been making time to come down here. And as you know, time never stops moving past us. Time travels fast. It went from September to February. And I just now made the time to come down here and record. So that's the excuse. I have not made time. I have not made time. And to be honest with you, I'm still sitting in the same setting I usually do in the basement, in the back office, but I'm actually nervous because it's been so long. But we're here now. Um, we're not gonna focus on the past. So I figured this would be a great episode to do um, like a life update and maybe throw in some, a um, little bit of motivation for you and for me. And um, this morning, I'm recording this on a Sunday. And this morning, I, um, I was making breakfast for the for the fam bam and I listened to the last episode that I recorded which was back in September and it was I want to say it was episode number 39 and I was talking about at that time I was a month out from running my very first half marathon and I was just talking about you know pacing yourself focusing on yourself um, running your race because that's where I was at the time and um, I did run that race I finished and let's just talk about it briefly so I would say in the last two years whether where I live um, if you live near me or around me you know the weather hasn't been like really bad like it had been warmer, longer. Winters haven't been as um, brutal, you know. But on this particular day, the day I chose to run 
my longest distance, it all the weather aside from being really nice. Oh, no, no, no. It was really nice on our way home. But that day, all the weathers wanted to come out and play. And so we're at the, we're at the half marathon. Um, if you can recall, I ran it with my sister, uh, my older sister and my husband. And then his best friend came, which I think he just like woke up that morning and was like, I'm around with y'all. But that's just, if you know him, that's just who he, he apparently he just likes to wake up and run. Marlon's like that too, but yeah, that I, that's just not how I, I live. I don't live to wake up and run. <laughs> I'm getting off subject. Anyway, so it was essentially the four of us, mostly, mostly me and Tammy, um, my sister, if you remember her, she was on the podcast, um, about a year ago now just giving her story of some dropping some golden inspirational nuggets so hopefully um as i progress as i continue to keep coming on here i'll go back to doing interviews maybe do like a life update on like tammy and melanie maybe get some new people i've always wanted to potentially um interview maybe like my mom and my dad because they have great stories maybe my uncle We'll see. I'm getting off topic. So anyway, see, this is what happens when I, I go months. Anyway, um, so we're at the morning. It's cold as shit. And they always say, or I've always read that you always, you don't change anything come race, race, uh, race day. So I've always wore like some biker shorts. I may wear like a little light, like pullover, headband, 15 bras. And, you know, I, I wear that. But on this particular day, like, I wasn't used to wearing, like, running in pants. Pants, when I work out, feel restricting. Unless I'm doing, like, yoga. Because the only time I don't feel restricted in yoga pants. But other than that, I'm in shorts. That's just how I need to be as comfortable as I can when I work out, run. Whether it's at home, whether it's 13.1 miles. It's just what I wear. It's what I wear. Bad idea. My knees were all out. Like, all exposed. All The knees got all the air. So that's one thing. Two, we were downtown. So the only time they let us inside was to pee one time and they locked the door. So we were just standing outside. Now, when we start the race, I knew in my mind that I won't be racing with anybody in particular. I knew my sister would run her pace. Marlon and his best friend are literally a foot taller than me. I didn't even think about running with them. Like I saw him and then I never saw him again. Even my sister, like I saw her for a little bit and then like I never saw her again, but it's fine. Um, so we start this race. I put in my ear, um, the book, my, one of my favorite, I will listen to this book over and over again, forever and ever. It is, um, Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis, because it's just that book. That's my book. That's a book for me. And so I got that in my ear. I'm like two miles, three, four, five, six, even seven. I'm like, okay, we doing this. We in it. I mean, it's cold. But it's it was cold <laughs> and windy, but where we are, it wasn't so bad. So I didn't mind running in the cold. You're not sticky. You're not trying to find somewhere to take clothes off. You know, it's cool. We get down to MLK Boulevard. And if you live in Cleveland, you know how long MLK is. And I want to say that was mile end of seven to maybe like the beginning of mile 10. 
everything that all those good feelings rachel's i love her her voice was starting to get on my nerves it was something about that mlk mlk boulevard that just zapped all my positivity just blew it into the wind my feet started doing what they do my knees the only good thing that i remember is that there was the guy the pacer i don't know his name never had a conversation with him i may see him at another race possibly this man for one um you can tell he runs for breakfast like he just gets up and runs and so we're he's running he got the little marker and if you stay with him you will be finishing um two hours and 20 minutes and with for me where i was in my life oh that's money that's like running the fastest marathon in, in history <laughs> so i'm like i'm gonna stay with him this man one he was walk he was talking as if he was like walking like not breathing hard he was having full conversations so i thought that was amazing stuff like how are you talking i can't even listen to somebody talk how are you actually talking and then he was like he just kept saying come on everybody like he let he he let us stop for a little cup of water won't he do it and then he was just like, all right, one mile at a time, one step at a time. This ain't hard. This ain't hard. And yes, it was hard. But hearing this stranger, in a sense, tell me that it was hard. I was like, okay, okay, it's not hard. It's not hard. Then we get to mile 10. <laughs> Sorry. Then we get to mile 10. I apologize for the clap. That's going to sound really loud in your ear. I'm so sorry. And so it goes back up a little bitty hill. There's no, there's nothing to protect you. You're out there. You have the wind coming from the highway to your left. And then the wind coming from all the water from Lake Erie on your right. And there's nothing protecting the two winds when they collide. It was so freaking windy that I was legit running in a diagonal. Like I was like, this can't be right. I took a wrong turn. I passed the finish line. This can't be right. Like this, this cannot be it. And so I'm just literally running, running, running. I did stop and walk. I said, you know what? I can't, it's farther for me to go back. And in this particular race, the start is where you finish. So I had to go. And then I was really deep in my feelings. Like my feet were screaming. My, my knees were fine. My hips were fine. It was my feet. It was my freaking feet. So all my energy, all my thoughts, all I knew went into every single step because every single step hurt so freaking bad. And then I, I stopped for, I, I started walking for a minute and I turned on like my, I made like a running um, playlist, completely random songs, just something to kind of keep me going. And this song came on and if you're not if you don't believe in the most high and and whatever that that's your jam but this is my this is my story but this song came on it's called on time god it's a song that a group i don't know their name but sarah jakes roberts um she had a women's evolve conference this past september and they brought they debuted this song here and i downloaded it and i listened and it's like you know, you always show up. You never give up. Nothing's too much. Um, nothing's too hard. He's the on-time guy. And I found myself, I, I feel myself like as if this just happened. I started singing that song out loud. I didn't care who was around me because for that, for those last three miles, 
because it was mile 10 to 13.1 because that was the last little haul. That's all I could hear. That's all I could hear was my voice saying, you never give up. You know, you're, you know, nothing's too gone. Nothing's too hard. Nothing's too much. You know, I kept singing that to myself and it's like a seven something minute song. So that song took me a nice chunk of a couple, you know, of my, a nice amount of runs. And then after that song, another song came on, um, Break Every Chain. It was like, it was, I, I knew it was on shuffle, but the songs I needed to hear literally was back to back to back for those last 3.1 miles to the point where I found myself like hands in the air and I, I, I heard myself for once like, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. <clears throat> Excuse me. The only time I heard another person's voice was when I heard Marlon's voice, <laughs> my husband's voice. And I mean, there's some people that, you know, you just know that's gonna be there. And I'll always be grateful. Like I just knew like, I mean, we rode together, but he could have easily like wouldn't sat in the car, but he stayed out there. It was raining. It was that cold rain. And out of hearing the music and talking to myself, he was the next voice I heard, you know, encouraging me to keep going and everything. And I will always be grateful for him to stand out there. Um, I think he sat there an extra like 15, 20 minutes before I got there, um, just being there to encourage me. So shout out to Webs 216. Anyway, but when I passed that finish line, I have never felt more proud of myself in the last four years. I've done some things I'm proud of myself for, but that was probably the top that I can recall and let's say in the last five years, outside of having my beautiful daughter and you know, I was proud of myself and my whole breastfeeding journey, you know, I'm proud, but that was the most physical challenge I've ever accomplished. And to the point where I'm, I was so proud of myself that I am potentially signing up for another one come May, but we'll deal with that when we get there. So I stopped this episode, the last episode I had, I talked about preparing for the race. A few months out from preparing or from completing the race, I still feel the sense of pride that I felt that day. So I encourage you, if that's your jam, pick a physical challenge that you're not, that's gonna take, that is legit gonna take you out of your comfort zone and push through it, you couldn't pay to feel that proud. The other thing that happened since the last time we spoke was I have decided to start a business. And if you know me, I am not a business savvy person. I'm not a natural entrepreneur. Um, I never even thought to be an entrepreneur, but um, something sparked and this is gonna sound bad, but I love to drink, <laughs> I love to drink. But not like I not to the point where I need like therapy. I just enjoy making cocktails and trying out different flavors. I enjoy making sure people have a good time. And I always love to be like, you know, people come visit like, you know, what do you want to drink? Or I try to have stuff that people like. So I said, oh, why do I sign up for like a mixology class? and learn how to do it and there was just one particular company a mixology company that i just wanted to work for went to the class got certified all the things started working for them and now don't get me wrong like you need a mentor you should always have a mentor there's no shame in being an apprentice we all have to learn from somebody but 
sometimes once you learn what you're going to learn from that person, staying under them can kind of keep you in a box. It keeps you under an umbrella. Like as time went on, you know, I can only make so much an hour and I had no creative control over the menu, which is how that company is ran. And it's it's a great company. But for me, I started thinking like I don't have a lot of things that don't have caps. Like I work for a company, so there's a cap. You know, there's just certain things, there's just some things I just didn't want to have a, a limit to. So I left the company, sent a message, she understood. Um, and so I decided to make the Mix by Monique company, which is a signature cocktails. And now with my um, youngest son, mocktails, to complement any event. So my first biggest event, or my first big event, or my first event period, was if y'all remember Melanie, my best friend, she has the dance class and she was doing like um, a reggae Jamaican, like Caribbean fundraiser event dance class. So I provided the drinks, I made the menu. And what kind of stood out is that the cocktails um, complemented the the theme of the event so i had like um a caribbean drink a um cuban curves like a purple rain like i had drinks and i used the colors like the reds the blues the greens the oranges in the cocktails to kind of just kind of like complement the the event doing that i had a couple other private events that melanie hooked me up with and then in january of this year um, we don't know how it happened. We're going to say it was the most high because that's the only thing that makes sense. But we ended up, um, she taught a dance and I provided the signature cocktails for Coco Jones for her birthday. She had a private birthday party with very close friends here. She came here. She loved the drinks. We had her face on the menu. But some of the drinks I created were, the titles of the drinks were from her album. It was so dope and it's all because i decided to bet on myself and break away from the company that was a good company but it just made a, a put a cap on me and for this particular situation with my mixology company with even with this podcast i don't want any any caps so that's that um the other thing that happened since the last time we talked is I actually applied for a position, got the position, and then I turned it down. Let me explain. <laughs> so I really, um, and everything, everything legit happens for a reason. I believe it and I, I live in it and I stand by it. Everything happens for a reason. And a lot of things, now there were some significant people um, that were not ex not happy that I turned down a position. Um, the main reason why I was going was for a little bit more money. But I had to sit there because it was like a month between me getting the position and when I would have made like almost six weeks from getting the position and when I was supposed to start. And I sat down. I put I didn't even add Marlon says I put everything on paper for me. And the amount of money I would have gotten did not measure up to all the stuff I was getting, I was losing. And the flexibility, the work-life um, balance, um, all the years I've had at this particular organization, I would have been back to zero. 
and on paper it just didn't make sense to me so I reached out to them I turned it down I did not tell anybody right away that I declined the position and when I did I did get some pushback but the pushback or the disappointment that they felt in me still didn't measure up to the fact that I knew I was making a good decision for me because at the end of the day when it comes to certain life-changing decisions if it don't if the math ain't mathing in your life and it's your decision to make it's not up to you to let other people or to get other people to understand what you see no one's gonna understand your vision no one's gonna understand what your heart is telling you to do they may not agree with it but they don't also they also they don't have to live with it either but in this situation with the opportunity the job opportunity that was presented to me or that i basically i earned i guess with the interview it pushed me to go to the chair of my department and also my administrator and I told them like it it was the first time that I advocated for myself and I ended up getting a raise and more responsibility but it's fine um but getting a raise I've never done that before some people do it real like Melanie does that stuff and like all oh, I negotiated this 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 I'm like oh you know you were just a bad bitch ain't you but um sorry bad woman um but it made me go and have a serious conversation it was to the point where i felt like it was like an outer body like i was standing up looking at myself having my talk with my chair and my administrator and i'm looking to the side like who are you like you know asking for more money you know you know advertising yourself promoting yourself being an advocate for all your hard work and it paid off and i as much as it disappointed some I was proud of myself one for trying two for evaluating and really listening to myself and three advocating for myself because in turn I still got the raise that I was technically about to leave for and I got to keep my flexibility my work home um, my work-life balance <laughs> excuse me my um you know the mic the lack of micromanagement you know, the flex time, all the things, all my time I've been at that organization is still intact. So it kind of brings you back on betting on yourself, like doing what's best for you. Like how I bet on myself with the mixology company. I bet on myself to promote myself and advocate my, for myself. And I still got what I wanted, what I was about to leave for. Bet on yourself. If you can't bet on nothing else, bet on yourself. So my babies um well i have a i have five kids but i'll just talk about the three um well actually it kind of talks about the girls too so all four of the teenagers the girls went to a new school school and the boys went to a new school and i think out of the four of them only one which is the youngest our youngest teenage daughter was the only one who was okay with the decision the other three pushed back to the point where one in particular was like, well, I'm going to move in with grandma because she still stays in the district. I'm going to live with her. They were so upset with me. The boys were. And and I now fast forward and we're not even out of the school year yet. And they're already like, I love it here. Would they go back if I told them to? Absolutely. 
but the opportunity the structure just to see my kids grow up mature is worth them being mad with me for a whole pretty much a whole summer because i didn't see what i see but they also don't at their age they don't particularly know what's best for them yet they're still trying to learn those things but until they learn it they unconsciously depend on their parents to to lead them to their best thing and to hear my oldest son you know the one who said he was gonna move out and move in with his grandmother to hear him say this is where i'm gonna be you know i'm gonna graduate from here they're in all these different programs and sports and you know taking college courses and you know it, it the stuff they didn't see i feel like in the long run they will be appreciative that i even like took them out of that situation um and put them in a better one i guess in the same time you could say that would have been the best for me maybe if i took the opportunity that job opportunity but it's the same situation but i feel like now like me potentially leaving where I am still has opened doors to other opportunities where I'm at. I'm involved in more meetings, more events. Um, I'm, you know, I, my my supervisor, my administrator, who she don't think so, but I'm like, she's my mentor. She's starting to slowly pull me into things. Like it's opened those type of doors. I didn't necessarily change locations, but because I did push myself to advocate for myself that kind of opened more doors so it's kind of like the same position but not situation but not really like I knew I saw where, where my boys were going where they were and there was no avenue in my eyes for them to get better they were just gonna fall in line to the other bullshit that that school had where so where they are now they got lifelong friends they're um they're with more people who are more um, success driven than they were so it's the same but different the same but different miss diva my four-year-old best friend because she tells me i'm her best friend um all the time she's thriving she talks just as much if not more than her mother um she's learning how to spell her name she'll be going to kindergarten come the fall and she's thriving she is the complete package <laughs> she's everything i wish i wasn't more only at four years old um i'm actually she's not here right now but if she was here she would be sitting behind me waiting for her opportunity to say hi and bye to the ipad but baby girl is doing great um let me think lastly because I, I don't want to hold you guys forever um what I'm really been doing lately is really trying to focus on me and see myself in my eyes, not anybody else's. Um, as women, as mothers, we always, we always, we are always first at putting ourselves last especially if you find yourself in a relationship or taking care of somebody it don't necessarily gotta be kids you could be taking care of your parents we are always naturally putting ourselves last and now that i am like 
I mean, Brooke's four, so she needs me, but in a different way. Like, I'm not the breastfeeding and the diapers. Like, she's out of all that. I mean, sis can, if I teach her, sis can warm up, make her a peanut butter and jelly sandwich if I teach her. But I ain't teach her that yet because I don't want her touching knives. But, like, I, like you know what I'm saying? Like, she's getting more self-sufficient. So now I'm finally getting to the point where I'm like, hey, I got some time to focus back on me, which led me to start the business. And it's actually, I have this goal of teaching myself how to skate. I'm not a good, like a confident skater, like roller skate. I want to get back in that. I'm thinking about getting in back in school. Okay, I am back in school. So that's another thing I've taken on um, since the last time we talked. Um, I'm back in school. It's online, but I'm back in school and I'm just learning how to, <coughs> excuse me, I'm recovering from like a cold or something. I'm just learning how to truly appreciate me. And it's not a boastful thing. It's not trying to sound like a douchebag. I'm not trying to say I'm all that, but maybe it wouldn't hurt. If sometimes we look in the mirror and say we're all that, we need that high five. We need that um, internal hype girl, if we will. Have y'all ever seen the show Insecure on Netflix with um, Issa Rae? I love that show. And the best part, it's a great show. You cannot, you cannot watch it with your kids. I was like, Jesus. But it's a great show. But one thing I like about that show was that in the morning or whenever, she would look in the mirror and she used to like, she was a rapper in this. Like her, she, her little hidden talent was rapping. And she would rap to herself like, you the shit, you the crap. I don't, don't want to cuss too much, but you the shit, you this, you that. And I was like, that is so dope. Like that she sits there every morning regardless of what comes to her because she had some crazy things happen to her in the story in the in the series but she always came to this mirror and hyped herself up and i just thought that was so dope i'm not a rapper by any means but i am learning to look myself in the mirror and acknowledge everything i've done acknowledge what i've overcome acknowledge where i am right now because i could be in such a worse say, uh place and just congratulate and appreciate who we are you know, we're continue, you know, one thing my administrator said when we had our monthly our uh, we talked so much, our weekly touch base, she was like, What makes a good leader is a person, and it's not just a leader of a, a department, it could be the leader of your household, it could be the leader of your, your book club, whatever it is. What makes a good leader is a person who's not afraid to hold themselves accountable, who's always growing, and who's always developing themselves their skills, their talents, learning, you know, broadening their knowledge, learning new things, not being afraid to fail because every failure, if you learn from it, is a success because you're learning from it. And she said, I look at you, Crystal, as a leader and you need to stand in that. And I'm like, she's right. And we need to start, you know, it's not, it's not a bad thing to be selfish a little bit. We have to take care of our kids, our significant others. We gotta pay our bills. We gotta go to work. We gotta, 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 gotta. So many things we gotta do. But what about the things that bring us passion? What about the things that genuinely makes our heart happy? What about the things that makes us smile and laugh and feel good? 
for a long time, it used to be the fact that I would get up in the morning and work out. And I still do. I still get up between four and five in the morning. Um, I'm working on strength training. Like I said before, I might be doing another half marathon. So I'm going to start going out and running three days a week. I still do those things. But as much as as long as I've been working out, working out to me is almost equivalent to me going to work. You know, I'm going to do it. Now, I do give myself a little bit more body grace and I take a little bit more off days. Like I didn't work out at all this whole weekend. Um, I just got my hair done. I didn't want to mess up my hair. <laughs> it's true. But it felt good to take two off days from working out. Mentally, I'm okay with that. Like even after the half marathon, I didn't, aside from yoga, if I wasn't stretching, I didn't do any working out, like any hard workouts for like a week after. And it felt amazing. Highly recommend you take some time off. Sometime, not all the time. But because working out for me has been become a staple in my life, I had to start asking myself, what else brings me joy? What else am I passionate about? And that's when I'm like, I gotta get back into doing my podcast. I started, you know, made a started a slowly starting a business slowly but but surely hopefully starting a business you know teaching myself or learning i was for a while i was trying to learn how to skate which i want to get back into the kids need to see you doing something outside of cooking them dinner and washing dishes they do kids need to see you in your bag kids need to see you doing what you love it don't have to be businesses and learning how to skate or going to school it could simply be you just taking care of yourself going for a massage getting your nails done i get my nails done monthly you know getting my hair done i well i do protective style so i get my hair done like every two months but whatever it is your kids need to see you doing what you need for you because doing for you is making you do better for them Nobody likes an angry mother, a pissed off mother, an irritated, uh, I'm not everybody's a mom, but an irritated woman, uh, uh, um, a stressed out girlfriend, um, an unhappy wife. Nobody wants to deal with that. So it's up to you as you, you owe it to yourself to do the things that you love. We waste time on complaining when we can make time on doing what we love. Out of your 24 hours, if you can't find an hour to do something for you, sis, we have a problem. Houston, we got a problem. And it's not selfish, it's self-care. We need to throw that I'm being selfish narrative, unless you're just a legit selfish person, we gotta throw that narrative out the window. Taking care of yourself is, is just as important as you paying your bills, going to work, and taking care of your family. It's even more important. One thing my girl um, that I work with says, Crystal, we, give ourse- we have to give ourselves grace and we cannot pour from an empty cup. But no one is required to fill your cup but you. So that has been my life update. <laughs> That's what I've been working on, truly focusing on me, gaining new appreciation, and steadily kind of pushing myself out of my little, uh, my comforts. We got a lot going on. Everybody has a lot going on. But taking taking care of ourselves has to remain number one. You are the only person 
that you truly have to answer to. Yes, we take care of the world, but who's taking care of you? No one's required to make you happy, make you feel passion, make you feel uh, joy, but you. So that's all I have for you guys now, for now. Um, I want to be more intentional about um, making more episodes. I want to get back into, because this, you hear how I'm talking, I'm so, I love doing this. I love talking on this, um, posting and talking on this iPad, iPad, it is an iPad, but on this podcast, I love this, but I, life and crystal doesn't make time to come down here. And I want to do interviews, like I want to do life updates with Melanie and Tammy, maybe even Karina, but sis is super busy. Um, there's other people I want to bring on to the ep- onto the show. Um, and I always kick myself like, wow, what if I didn't stop? What did I what if I kept going in September? But you know, I can't worry about that at this point. We're here now. September 2023 will never be back. Um, but I encourage you to well that we'll make this our journal entry. I hope you've still been writing in your journals. I hope you do. I hope you have. I have, but it's just, you know, I hope you have too. But um, what I want you to do for this week's journal entry is to do your own life update on yourself. Write down your failures, your accomplishments, write down any lessons, any words of motivation or wisdom that really set in your heart and set your heart on fire. Um work on you know write down things that you know look at you know write look at your last entry if you haven't written down written in your journal in a while look at your last entry and from there what has changed give yourself a life update and if you want to you can reach out to me and share a little bit of your life update with me if you feel led to do that or comfortable and uh, we're going to continue to push forward the past is the past um we can only move forward because we have no other choice this has been such a pleasure to come on here and uh, talk to you guys. Um, I've missed you. Um, they could probably be one of you. It could be six. <laughs> I don't care about numbers. I just um, care about impact. And I'm, I ultimately care about just doing something that I love to do, which is this. And um, until next time. If nobody has told you in the last couple months, just know that I love you and I am so proud of you and I will talk to you soon. The Growth Becomes Her podcast was hosted and produced by me, Crystal Webb. And if you're liking what you're hearing thus far, please hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform that you're using. So every time I post a new episode, you'll be notified. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram at growth underscore becomes her underscore podcast. And I thank you for listening.